Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the screening. I am your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs. And today, I thought that I would just do a solo review of the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I know it's, at this point, gosh, almost three weeks old. Uh, not quite, but it's pretty old. But I know it's going to be a little bit of a cold take. But I just thought I'd just sit down. I'm in front of the microphone and uh, record an episode on uh, on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, obviously, um, uh, I'll give a non-spoiler review first, and then I'll afterwards get to some spoilers. Um, I think that at this point, that's really doesn't matter, because anybody who's going to see this movie in the theaters has probably already seen it, question mark, but if not, you know, we'll just do the courtesy thing. I hope this can become a regular thing over the summer. You guys know it's it's hard to record over the summer and stuff, so hopefully I'll just do some episodes solo on movies that have just come out on, I think, Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Verse movies coming out soon, you know, Oppenheimer, um, other movies like that that are coming out over the summer that'll be fun to talk about that are new, and hopefully I can wrangle Isaiah or Tanner on to talk about some of them as well, but for now, here's a solo episode talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So I think first off, some baggage is due. What do I think about the other Guardians movies? And actually, if you listen to the episode I did, gosh, a year and a half ago maybe? No, a little over a year ago, on me ranking the MCU, I put both the Guardians movies pretty high. I think actually the more I think about it, probably Guardians 2 is better than Guardians 1. I might have had those switched on the episode. Um, But I think that my review of those is just they're awesome in their own way, and they're also very gross uh, and sick and kind of depraved. And I think that holds up. Um for both of those movies because i think that they're just the most like non-marvel and that they're they have their own unique flavor and taste and they have you know fun music and fun characters and action and worlds and humor and everything like that and also it's still marvel so you know you're getting uh, a fun movie but with this time a unique flavor and you know it's a found family kind of story so these people who are just desperately in need of a family find it and friends and each other and that's obviously really sweet, and we enjoy those stories, and we love those stories. Um, so that's what happened in Guardians, is everybody fell in love with the fact that these people found family uh, and the people they, they met. And so uh, it's a great story in that sense, but also it's kind of sick. Obviously, I think they're probably the most depraved when it comes to just, like, reckless killing. Or not reckless. Well, yeah, I guess kind of. Like, especially in the second movie, just killing people um, right and left with really no no holding back at all. And so it's probably, like I said, in that regard, some of the darkest that Marvel's done, some of the sickest. And, you know, there's some weird um, sexual stuff, and there's some weird language stuff as well. Like, it's overall some of the grossest movies, but also the most compelling of the MCU. And I think that kind of, you know, uh, transitioning into movie number three here, the movie does a much better job of the line between killing people and not killing people. They don't kill many people. In fact, when they do, they make us a distinction these people deserve to die, and these people don't. They're much clearer about that than in the second and first movies. I appreciate that. And just as my overall review of the third movie, best MCU movie since Endgame. Now, as it happened, I did see this movie twice. <laughs> so what happened was me and Tanner were actually planning on seeing it together. Something came up. Uh, I had I, we, I had a impromptu um, 
kind of trip. Actually, with my dad, my grandpa, my uncle, we went down to Austin, Austin, Texas, for the state high school track meet. My grandpa um, used to run track. When he was in high school, he loves watching track, and he goes down to Austin to watch the state high school track meet every year. He invites me to go. And so we went this year with my uncle and my dad, and Saturday morning when there were really no running events, we went and saw Guardians. Um, But then I came back and I saw it with Tanner again. And I have to say, I think the movie, it held up both times. I actually enjoyed it a lot the second time as well, and I think that I was paying attention to things that happened that we'll get into in the spoiler section, um, and I was watching for kind of the setups and the way they um, handled it now that I knew what was going to happen, and I think that it's, uh, they handled it pretty well. But anyway, yeah, for sure, it, it, so it, all the movies really since Endgame, and I know some people might object to me grouping in like the Spider-Man movies, and you're right, Far From Home is a pretty fun movie. I have obviously voiced my complaints um, in 45 minutes on an episode we did on No Way Home. You can listen to that. But Guardians... If you're excluding Spider-Man, obviously the best movie in the MCU since since Endgame. And everything works on an emotional level. Like, really, Endgame worked because it was emotional. And same thing here. It's a, you know, dramatic send-off, a emotional send-off for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which, already, like I said, is people are very sentimental about and they connect to um, in, in many ways. So, yes, in terms of that, it works beautifully. It's emotional. People love it. It's great in that regard. And also, like, me, I saw Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania for some reason. I'm like, what a bad movie. Like, it's just schlock. CGI schlock. The characters are zeros. Nobody cares about them. And the, the script doesn't make any sense. But then you come here to Guardians 3. It makes sense. There's a script. There's a, a fun style. It's not just Marvel CGI. CGI actually is used pretty well in this movie. The worlds are cool. Everything feels like a place. You care about the characters and what happens to them, so much so, actually. Almost to its detriment, you care about them. And so that's kind of the movie that I found refreshing. Um, And also, like I said, it fixed some of the problems that I had with the first two Guardians in regards to the sickness, in regards to the depravity. Um, Like like I said, I'm not giving him a full thumbs up. I'm not giving you a full approval. Like Not everything in this movie is great, because I think they make make a big hay out of it, like the first F-bomb. In the MCU is said like just straight out in this movie, and so there's that, and there is still a lot of killing, and there is a lot of like robot juice and things like that, like bad guy non blood fluids that fly out because hey MPAA hey ratings board it's not red it's not blood so don't give us an R rating because of all the stuff that's pouring out of people's bodies, um and also just the fact that yeah it, it doesn't solve all the problems but it does a better job at solving some of the problems they had, and also this movie has an actual villain who you can actually hate. And he doesn't have a compelling reason to be evil. He has an explanation, maybe, question mark, but also he's just a bad guy who deserves to be hated. And actually, I don't know if you guys, you probably have heard of them, the pitch meetings on YouTube. This guy acts out a, a fake pitch meeting between a screenwriter and between a producer. And the pitch meeting for Guardians 3 is so funny, and it's so dead on because what happens is... The screenwriter guy is like, I'm going to make you hate this villain so much. And the uh, producer guy is like, really? Is that possible? We've made so many, you know, kind of relatable villains. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, you can hate him. Watch this. And he draws a piece of, he draws a puppy on a paper, a piece of paper, and he holds it up to the producer guy. And the producer guy is like, oh, it's so cute. It's a puppy. And then the screenwriter guy turns it around and just, like, punches the paper. And the producer guy gets, like, so mad at the fact that he punched this fake puppy. And that's actually, like, what happens. Like, the bad guy has... There's a lot of bad things to animals, right? Cute animals. And all of a sudden, he's the most hated MCU villain ever. And so 
people are almost mad on the internet, like that they had so much animal cruelty in this movie. And yeah, sure, it might be too much for some people, but actually, it does a lot in making you hate a villain, which the MCU has not done in forever. So when the the villain, when the people, Guardians at the end actually do get to kill some people, they kill the henchman of the bad guy. Then actually, you know that that adds it has it makes sense and adds some weight because we hate this bad guy. Anybody associated with him deserves to die by extension because they are complicit in all these horrible things that have happened and eat like horrible horrible things and um that's really what mcu has been lacking is a strong villain we can hate and they give us that in this movie for sure and it's a very emotional sentimental send-off that works now i think the ending i think i'll talk about it in a minute in the in the spoilers can seem a little bit arbitrary if you look at it like what's happening here but it works emotionally like everything this movie works emotionally which is why it's getting reviews and why it, I think it's actually a good movie, but also it, some of the things may not work on a technical aspect. But other than that, my review is it's pretty good. It tones back some of the bad stuff about the other two movies of the Guardians variety. It has some really great music, and overall, it's an emotional movie that works. Um, anyway, okay, so spoiler section. Moving on, spoilers. So the thing that I hinted at earlier that I wasn't sure about the end was the kind of the arbitrary nature of the breakup. Like, everybody knew coming in that a maybe some of them were gonna die which none of them did which i thought was an interesting move it's almost a subversion of our expectations and that none of them did die um which can be lame but it was okay it was fine i, I think that there probably could have been a moment where one of them could have died but uh anyway there probably could have been one i'm not saying there was one but there could have been one um the ending just when they broke up was like everybody knows it's gonna happen it's the next emotional logical thing that's gonna happen and it makes sense on that level which is why it works emotionally but, like, the reasons they break up, like, are just lame. Like, Peter, all of a sudden, and I was watching for this a second time, and this really doesn't come up except for, like, one scene, really. Um, I don't think they laid the groundwork for Peter, for Star-Lord, leaving the Guardians just to go see his grandpa. I think they could have done a better job setting that up. I could easily see a movie which that was set up from the beginning and paid off at the very end in the breakup of the Guardians, and it made sense. But I didn't get that from the movie. Um, and so Mantis as well just felt like, well, he's leaving, so I got to go too, and I got to find myself. Yay, frozen stuff. Um, and that was kind of lame too, just because finding yourself is already overdone and lame and borderline immoral, kind of, I mean, not immoral, but ungodly kind of thing. And so there was that, but also the or, or just arbitrary nature of everybody just leaving and stuff was kind of off, and I think could have been set up better. I'm not saying it didn't work, because I think it did emotionally, which is why it does work, like I've been saying. But. On a technical level, on a logical level, I think I could have had some work put into it uh, in that regard. Let's see. What else is there to say? Oh, Rocket Story is obviously very sweet in this in this movie. Um, at the end of the movie, especially the, even the second time when I knew it was coming. I was like, I was actually eager for it, waiting for it. When he says, the name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon, and he shoots the guy. Like, that's just an awesome moment. Like, come on. I almost got tried and wanted to st stand up and cheer, but I didn't. Anyway. The very end, when they don't kill the bad, bad guy, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you've killed everybody else except for the one guy who deserves to die, really. Like, just put an end to him. No, they do, obviously. Like, he doesn't get away unless they want that to be ambiguous, which I don't think they do. But he, he dies anyway. But, like, just in, like he deserves to die. But I do think that the rocket line, you didn't want to make things perfect. You just didn't like, the thing, didn't like things the way they are, is a telling line, great line, and it speaks to the villain for sure. The, the the battle scene with the it wasn't really one shot but it looks like one shot um, was really well done as an artful use of CGI 
and obviously uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn's a great song to do it to. Um, so that was all pretty good as well. And I think that Gamora not ending up with Peter was the right thing to do. And to me, it seemed like everybody knew that wasn't going to happen the first time I saw it, and so it just didn't happen, and so it worked on that level emotionally again. But the second time I watched it, they set it up better. Um, it was the, I recognized that they set it up. It was more subtle, but I liked it at the end. And she had her own family right at the very end. So I don't know. I think it's a very very good um, ending to the trilogy. I don't think that like as a, on a technical aspect of a movie, of a structurally script wise, it works as good as the second movie. But emotionally, like I said, toning back on some of the depraved, wicked stuff in the second movie definitely works a lot better. So that's my review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, maybe like I said, we'll be doing some more of these over the summer, sprinkled in. Going to see Spider-Verse and Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible, perhaps. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun to talk about those movies as they come out. So, all right. Well, actually, I think the day this is released, we'll be doing our 100th episode celebration over on our sister podcast, The Book in It. So make sure you check out that episode as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, this has been The Screening.